this is complex stuff, and we continually try to enhance, change, adjust um, all of our programming so that we are more effectively putting people in the path of Jesus. Hello, friends. We're closing out week three in our Poverty to Progress podcast. I'm here with my friends John Roki and Brian Butler. And oh my goodness, today is going to be a fun one. We're going to discuss how PRM sets up programs to help move students towards progress. We've been talking about why crisis ministry isn't enough to create transformation and then why long-term relationship building programs are successful. You see, friends, you can't make it out of poverty on your own. You need people in your life to help you move from poverty to progress. Relationships are the key. So many of our students that I've spent time with, friends, they are isolated from others and, and relationships are critical to their long-term success. So don't hesitate to jump in and become a mentor at Peoria Rescue Ministries. I, I almost wonder, what would a typical day in the life of one of our students even look like? Because I, I think we live that out every day. That's something we we know, we see, we're, we're participating in. But maybe for our listening audience, just kind of give them an overview of, of what life looks like when they come to PRM for some of our for some of our students. And by the way, we never even mentioned the women, by the way, so far. We talked mostly about men or generic. I am so gender we have neutral. This, I am we, speaking we, of men and women. Both. <laughs> I'm talking so yeah. maybe even speak into the Esther House a little bit as you're kind of describing what a day in the life looks like for one of our students. In, so our long-term renewal programs, yeah. we're, yeah. we're yes, going to focus on those there. So we've really uh, worked really hard to make our men's and women's programming the same, basically. Obviously, there's going to be differences, uh, but we, we try to make them uh, mirror each other as, as much as possible. And so the day starts off really bad because you're getting up at 530 in the morning. That's a, That can be kind of a, a grumpy time. However, you get a really good breakfast at 6. And then we have a devotion time. We have a prayer time with our students, a, a personal study time. Uh, the minute the men at Victory Acres and the downtown program start their – well, at Victory Acres, they start their program at 645 in the morning as their first class. Uh they go for class from 6.45 to 7.45. They have a little downtime. Then they head to the pallet shop, and they work uh, until 11.15 in the morning. They come up. They have a 45-minute lunch break. They go back down to the pallet shop for about an hour. They come back up, and they're having a second class from 2 to 3 in the afternoon. Now, interwoven during the day, during the job readiness aspect, they have uh, hour-long counseling sessions with the on-site counselor. Uh, all of their appointments physical, medical, dental, all those kind of things are being taken care of in that job readiness time, so we're not taking away from the class time. The evening times, we have various activities uh, scheduled for the guys. We have uh, certain chapel services. They do public reading of Scripture uh, where they're listening to the Word of God together in community and then talking about it afterwards. They have memory verses, so on and so forth. Our ladies at the Esther House, like I said, they, they get up at 532. Their schedule's a little bit different out there uh, because they're not on-site at the pallet recycling a facility out there at Victor Acres. So they get up at 530, they have breakfast, do the devotions, all that good kind of stuff, and then they're in class from 8 to 9, and then basically from 9 to 1030 uh, as a back-to-back -back classes. Hmm. And then they do their job readiness, which from 1030 to I think around 2, 230 or so. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. But they're either going to the Reclaimed Center, our Empower Life Center, or they're doing duties at the Esther House. And then they're coming back, and they also have public reading of scripture. A lot of we have homework, right? So these. So the, Brian, here I'm going to interrupt just to say this. 
Dude, this seems like a lot of structure. It is a lot of structure. Why? Because they want and need structure, just like we thrive and need structure, right? And so our students have lived lives that have been completely unmanageable, completely structureless. And so we take this very, uh, we use a pretty intense structure. Yeah, uh, I, I think we, again, we forget how much structure is just built into our lives, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a job, yeah, you know, you have your your cadence, your rhythms of life are built around structure. Mm-hmm. You got kids, you got to feed them. You got oh, so our lives, and, and but when those structures go away, and and you become isolated, you become you know you're you're again you're maybe in the throes of addiction, you're dealing with abuse, all sorts of things. That structure is lost. Mm-hmm. You you need that for just some stability, right? In yeah. in beginning to build some of the formation and discipline of life. Right. And that's in the students that come to us that are are really and truly ready for renewal, they thrive in the structure. And it's it's not built to where we're 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 taking them out of the world, right? We're we're doing this real world stuff with them you know, not for them, mm-hmm. uh, but meeting them where they're at and doing it with them, providing the structure. And, you know, of course there's policies and procedures that we have to go and there's consequences of when we don't follow those things. It's just real life stuff, yeah. but they thrive in, in the structure and, and they really welcome it. Uh, and then it loosens as we phase through the program. There's, you know, there's, you know, our, our students get two visits a month when they first come into the program and then they complete the first four months of the program and then they get those furlough visits where their family can come and, and take them out for lunch, out for dinner, out for fishing, out for a drive, whatever. So we start to loosen those things up as the student progresses through the program so that they're ready by the end of the program to, to you know, it, it, it gets real fast, real quick when you graduate <laughs> that nine-month program. Yeah, I, I think one of the fun things when I get to talk to students is, Man, when they first get there, they think nine months yeah. is an eternity. Oh I mean, they, I they're like, it. there's no way. And and by the eighth month, you know, they're like, I can't believe I'm a month away. I, right. I, you know, it's gone yeah. so fast. And yeah. and so it, it really is is fun to see how how God begins to change their hearts and lives and how 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 they just perceive things differently as they've gone through it. Yeah. Um, how many students actually start our programs and complete? So what's the percentage of that? Okay, so the percentage of students that come into our programs and complete, just if, just coming off the street or from wherever, signing up for our long-term renewal programs is about 45% when they first sign up. Now, hold on just a minute. Yep. Because we have several, uh, our percentage goes way up for the people that make it past the first 30, 45-day mark. So that's interesting. So mm-hmm. the first 30 to 45 days is is almost their moment for fight or flight, so to speak, right? It, it really is. It, it's, it's So the people that come into our renewal programs for renewal, uh, and they get in there, and there's always fight or flight, right? I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. what am I doing? This is crazy. Yeah, you know, I'm in a class, there's all this yeah. structure. But the but the folks that that stick it out for the first you know past that mark uh, we're up to about eighty five percent will complete our program eighty five percent yeah it's, it's so, truly amazing so yeah, almost nine out of every ten people if they make it thirty yeah, to forty five days those eight and a half people yeah right. and we what do you do with the half a guy by the way <laughs> right right we'll stick them down in the kitchen for a little bit yeah. and get them old and those folks that begin I think we try we have we have a a sort of um, 
waiting period to mm-hmm. get in. We have a, a bit of a, a time frame. But it's very hard to for someone who has lived um, in some of those conditions and experiences. Um, it's really hard for them to really understand what the rigors. Mm-hmm. It's a rigorous program. It is. And pretty so, intense, isn't it? So it's not uncommon for them to think they are ready. And again, um, this is invitation only. Right. Where, you know, mm-hmm. once somebody starts, we didn't we didn't lock them up and and put a ball and chain around right. them. They, they this is they have to. We we say this often. They have to want it more than anyone else, more than we want it for them, more than their family wants it right. for them, more than their maybe their wife wants it for them or their husband or whatever or the case kids. may be, their kids. Um so they have to to want the change and want and 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 it's a it's a it's a rude awakening at the beginning, but um, like Brian said, if if they can um, make it through that, then mm-hmm. then it it becomes really high, and and then what they that not only is the graduation rate high, but I think the we see the longer term outcome success right. mm-hmm. really get higher. Yeah. yeah. So does that even go back to twelve twelve a little bit for these for these students? As far as you you were we we've mentioned the depth and strength and and rigorousness of this program mm-hmm. but as so why, why do we even have a 12-12 maybe that's even a better question right. well, why, why? It, it's not just a 12-12 because that's just a physical location absolutely so we have a graduate society Absol- so why do we have that it's it's hope mm-hmm. right it's it's hope I'm, I'm in community there's more i don't just graduate a program and, and then i'm out on the street or out getting a job or i go back and live with mom that there's hope that i can keep this relationship thing going with the lord jesus hopefully number one but then building all th- those other relationships that we're, we're so yeah. poor in. Yeah, we, we often say that, that what we think the graduate society and, and being able to live at 1212 or for the women, the other transitional residencies mm-hmm. kind of yep. that we have, yep. is that these changes that God has begun to make in their lives, we want those to sink down yeah. deeper and, and become more permanent. Yeah. So, if you've been, uh, if you you know, if you're 25 or 30 years old, uh, to think that a nine month program is going to to you know change some of your habits that you've lived with for a long time, it just takes longer time. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So it, it also, but it also gives our, our our grads even more time to pay off debt. Absolutely. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah, there's a lot of practical side to this. Yeah, yeah. There, um, there really is. I mean, Mo, Brian mentioned it early. Most of our students, um, uh, if they've come to, if they if they've made it to Peoria Rescue Ministry, um, I, probably five percent of them have a driver's license. Yeah, maybe <laughs> if best. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them, many of them, have debt upon debt from upon either debt. Uh, fines or. Just uh, alimony. I mean, there's a past due child support. Yeah, child support. There's so many things, and so, so if they graduate, you know, it's an exciting thing. By the way, we we just started in the last few months something we've dreamed about for the last few years. We we are now having every other month. Yeah, uh, every, about every three months. Every, every three, three months. months or mm-hmm. so, we are doing a graduation ceremony for yeah. our graduates, and it is incredible it's beautiful in fact the last one we live time uh, live streamed uh, on, on facetime our yeah. facebook facetime 
on Facebook and and so anywhere people can join in on that. But we invite you to come and be a part of those celebrations. Celebrations. So when you graduate in, in that kind of scenario and you've got all that practical uh, steps against you, practical, you know, you've got debt, you've got no car, you've mm-hmm. got, you know, that's why we realized, man, we need more, they need more time. They need a longer runway. Right. To be able to get this plane, you know, in the air so they can have a, 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 they can live sustainably. We say this often, we don't want them to live independently. I hope none of us live independently. I hope we all realize our need and dependence on God and each other in community to be able to have a sustainable life. Mm -hmm. So we don't want any of our students to live independently. But we do want them to be able to live sustainably. Amen to that, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see things happen uh, since we've had the Graduate Society to be able to, to stay in relationship with our students and to watch them begin to flourish and be with them when the hard things happen. Right. Because there are going to be hard things happen. And uh, you know, realizing the consequences of our actions over the years and broken re- relationships and just being broken ourselves oh man it's uh you know it's it's really good to have people around you that that care and and yeah. uh, are able to come along and, and are willing to walk with you right absolutely yeah walk with i you. uh i thought it was interesting i i for the first time i don't know why you know you'd think i would have caught this a long time ago but in public reading a scripture the other day um so hey What's public reading a scripture? Is that where Brian is sitting in his office just reading to two or three guys? What is but we've said that like four times now. So what is this public reading a scripture thing? Okay, um, <laughs> I'll back up. Then I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what public reading a scripture is. Then I got to tell you how it impacted me the other day. Love it. So public reading a scripture um, three times a week. Um, uh, we have on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at eleven thirty to twelve. Anyone can join us. So when you say anyone, you actually mean I anyone. mean anywhere in the world can join us because you can go to our website and click on the public reading of scripture link, and it will uh, have you join us on Zoom uh, for public reading of scripture. And we are taking uh, extended time to listen to God's word through an audio version. It's an interactive kind of uh, dramatic audio version of the Bible. And we listen to extended passages, probably three chapters, four chapters at a time, in community together. And, um, and how long does it take? Hey, th- well, we do that 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brian mentioned it, and the bro- we actually the students do it more. They they um, do it more intense. Yeah, we have a we have a different for in the program. They even do more intense, but that's. The, the true public version they can come mm-hmm. and join. So I, the other day I was um, the one uh, in charge of leading uh, public reading of Scripture. It just means turning on things. Um, and you introduce the Scripture. Yeah, you tell people, hey, this is what you're going <laughs> but, to be listening to. But, oh my. but in it, um, Jesus, um, it was in Luke chapter 10 and um, 11 and 12, and in 11, he, he's telling the disciples how to pray. And, and it's the famous Lord's Prayer. But it just struck me all over again. Um, he said um, to pray this way, right? Um, mm. You know, uh, our Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. You know, great are you. Um, your kingdom come, your will be done. And others as heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. 
So apparently he kind of thought we were going to still sin. Mm. Right? It wasn't, thanks for forgiving me for my sins, which he did, and he has in a ultimate sense. But he also is recognizing that, just as you said, Brian, when we're with our graduates, they're learning how to live life and stumble and get back up. Right. And, and and we want to model that with mm-hmm. them that yes we 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 sin we stumble but we get back up, right. um, and sometimes that getting back up is because we had a friend and a brother there with us to do mm-hmm. that and that's what the graduate society does it keeps those friends community and church around you to to be able to keep getting up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't you share one or two success stories and, and, and even share the depth of what the success story was like for some of our students? Well, I can uh, just right off the top of my <laughs> yeah, mind. I mean, that's, several that's, myself. That's, that's, so. that's a blasting question. I, I do think of uh, one of our graduates uh, right now that uh, is moving into her own apartment outside of the Graduate Society. She's been with us for a couple of years now after she's graduated, and uh, she's moving out on her own. When she came to us, she was... Uh, you know, just coming out of the hospital, really uh, beat down with addiction, uh, with without really a, a relationship with the Lord. I think she knew who the Lord was, but she wasn't in a relationship with him. Uh, had stumbled in many, many ways, just a, a dear, broken uh, little daughter of his. And she was able to uh, make it through our renewal program and join our graduate society. Uh, she uh, is one of our beloved case managers now sharing the love of Christ and helping other women get on her feet. And she's just now uh, moving into her own apartment. She's, you know, the practical side, she's been able to, you know, purchase a vehicle. Uh, she's, you know, got a pretty darn good job, uh, you know, helping others. She's going to Liberty University and, and getting a degree in biblical studies. And, and hopefully we can get her in the chaplaincy uh, one day. If, some, if the church doesn't snag her first. She's amazing. She's amazing. And so that that's you know, just... God a, has done... Yeah, it's far it's, more than you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. If we if we could show you no. just a photograph mm-hmm. of of when she came in to to who she is today, yeah. you would see you'd just see it on her face. Yeah, you'd see the transformation. Oh, it's just it's, in, just it's it. incredible to to watch that. Yeah. And so so that dear sister is 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 someone that I think of. Uh, we have uh, another guy I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, about that is. Uh, uh, Graduated our programs and uh, is doing uh, really well right now. Uh, he graduated our Victory Acres program. He was just in the graduate society for a short time. Uh, is married, living over in Bloomington, has a really good job, and he's coming to do a share chapel service with all our men at the Downtown Rescue Mission at the end of this month and give a testimony. Praise the Lord! Yeah, so that is just that's yeah. just a couple stories. Uh, I could we could go on for days because I get to work with these guys all the time. It's it's pretty yeah. amazing. I, I'm gonna. I'll share one. Yeah, that, please do, that man. Yeah, I just been thinking about lately because um, this young man's mother just passed away, and, oh, yeah. and and we should be. I'm just gonna ask you all to pray mm-hmm. for Tristan. Mm-hmm. If yes, you please. think of Tristan, pray for Tristan because he lost his mom. But when Tristan came to us as a young in his early 30s, um, young man had never worked a job in his life ever. No, ever and. And through a series of, you know, trauma, traumatic events in his childhood, he, he just really found himself aimless and wandering. And and he came. He went through the program. Today, he's working a job regularly. 
Um, didn't know what that was a few, you know, a year ago. And and not only that, he recently became a student at ICC in their IT accelerator uh, program, and he is looking to become an IT, you know, technician. Oh, and yeah. and just to see the transformation yeah. and the progress, yeah, again, it's progress that he has made has been been really exciting to see. So, yeah, and it's it's really hard to just pick out one or two stories because every one of our graduates are a success. For those folks who have grabbed a hold of the hand of Jesus and they're moving yeah. forward with their life, you can come to our 1212 building and, and sit down in our community room and you'll hear a lot of great stories or at our graduate facilities at the Esther House and, and our other apartment complexes. By the way, we... You know, if you're out there, you have a nice apartment building, and you'd like to get <laughs> you rid of that give thing. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'd love we to have it. that <laughs> for our ladies because we we really yeah. would love to have a separate facility for our our uh, an apartment home for our women, and so we're really praying. Yeah. And, hey, hey, Dan, I want to just say one thing. We we've talked a lot about our programs. We talked about graduate society transition, and and it might sound like we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we don't. But time out. Yeah. Um, we want. We want people to know that we are constantly learning. We we believe, um, and God is constantly helping us to, because, again, what we've said is we don't do anything to anyone or for anyone. Our only opportunity is to put people in the path of Jesus. Yeah. Right? It's almost like blind Bartimaeus. We, We just want somebody to put us in the path so of Jesus so that, that, that when he walks by, when he comes, they're able to cry out to him. And so um, we don't have it figured out. Uh, this is complex stuff. Um, and we continually try to enhance, change, adjust um, all of our programming so that we are more effectively putting people in the path of Jesus. That's that. So in case you thought we kind of know what we're doing, um, we don't. Um, but we are trusting God and asking him. One of our, one of our core values at uh, Peoria Rescue Ministries we talk a lot about with our team is that we want to be God-dependent mm-hmm. people. And so as God-dependent people, we want to be marked by three things. One, humility, recognizing that we can't do this job. We, we can't at all. So we need to be marked by humility, marked by prayer, um, because that's a uh, that's the 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 evidence uh, of being dependence is that we are asking him for wisdom and help and for the spirit to to provide and guide, and then but thirdly we're we're dependent because we're hopeful, mm. we're marked by hope because we know who he is, we know what he's done in our lives, we know what he can do in lives, and so so um, uh, so we get excited. So we're both dependent. Um, in humility, but we're excited and confident because of what he can do. And yeah. so we're always learning, um, but we, we are excited about what, how he has helped us in, in change and in, in continually um, refining. And I, I got to give, I'm going to take a second to shout out, we have the best team. Yep. It is, mm-hmm. It's something I, I think about. Yeah, just yesterday, uh, I was meeting with a uh, Katie Schmidt, our, our program coordinator uh, out at the Esther House, which is over all of our renewal programs, actually. And, and she just had a, a, a meeting with all of the renewal staff. And, and I walked in her office. She was just beaming. And it was, you know, it was because of all the good people that she has working with yeah. her. 
really people that love the Lord Jesus and that are just really putting together a great program to help our people succeed in him, right? Yep. So it's awesome. Yeah. So last question. It's gone by fast, by the way. What's next at PRM? What's oh, wow. next? Well, we have the street outreach. What's that? We're going out on the street, baby, and we're taking the gospel on the street to our unsheltered folks that are living in the encampments, our panhandlers on the street. We've teamed up with several local churches. Uh, we've just been, we just went out on our, with, to, uh, with the Dream Center Peoria team and with their mobile showers and their mobile laundry units, we're training our folks to be able to take the gospel message out to these folks and to tell them about Peoria Rescue and the services that we offer, but other services as well and sure. just build those relationships with the people so that they know that they're worthy and valuable and important in our site and that if if we can help them at all possible we're, we're going to do that and so it's just a great yeah, thing for all yeah. of our history we have asked people to come, come to, to us, us right mm-hmm. right yeah and 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 rightly so again that's we get that but with the increase that we've all seen in panhandling that we have talked a little bit about and uh, and with the increase in unsheltered homelessness, right. uh, you may and or that's may not. that's growing too, right? But yeah. if you haven't noticed, there's several encampments. Sometimes you can't notice exactly where they're at, but um, where people are living unsheltered. And so we want to go and 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 be there. And, and we say this, um, uh, we want to be invitational and incarnational. We want to be invitational in the sense, uh, like Jesus, uh, incarnational, I mean, but like Jesus, where we're just going and being with somebody right. and getting to know their name and, mm-hmm. and being able to, to just talk with them. But then invitational to say, hey, if, 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 if this isn't what you really want for your life, right. we can help and we, we'll offer these services or come and take advantage of our, our health uh, clinic and right. all the things that we can offer and provide you. You come and, and we'll take care of yeah, you. Yeah, and we just had two gals come off the street to the Esther House, so just our, our first outreach uh, thing with the Dream Center Priori. So they came out there. So glory, hallelujah. Mm. Uh, at the very least, they got to hear our gospel video, and, and they're, yeah. but they're still with us, and, and we're looking forward to see what the Lord's doing in that mm. and with those ladies. Uh, we also have, I don't, am I? Yeah. Popping anything off with our hope rising? Uh, no, but, uh, oh, we bring it on. So right, so we want to. Yeah, we're gonna. We're literally looking to renovate our Victory Acres program to uh, out at our Victory Acres facility to remodel that thing and move. Hey, what is Victory Acres for those? Maybe for the few listeners that don't know what Victory Acres is, what does it do? So Victory Acres has traditionally we've. Uh, it's a wood recycling. We've had a, a well, mulch back up. Yeah, yeah, go back back. That- it's a 225-acre yeah, property out west of town. And, and it, wait a minute. It's a part of PRM also, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a part of Peoria Rescue right. Ministries. Victory Acres is just a, a place. Yeah. Uh, in, it's in, a in, in a short way, it's just a place, but it's where we have part of our residential men's programming mm-hmm. that is included with our enterprise of, of pallet recycling. And so out west of Peoria... Uh, off of Cameron Lane, yep. um, uh, there's a we have the the farm. We call it we call it Victory Acres or the farm, and 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 we have out there a residential facility that was built in like 1968. Yeah, it's a big old building, and it kind of still looks like it was done in 1968. Nothing wrong, or no offense to all those folks that love 1968. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 it, it needs uh, needs some help um, to 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 just to be upgraded. 
number one, we're looking to upgrade mm-hmm. um, because it's it's just been used well. Yeah. Um, but then secondly, um, because of the, the change in our programming and design, we actually have the ability to take and expand within that building to double its capacity. Right. Um, and then so, Brian, I'm going to ask you, if we make that renovation happen, if we can double the capacity out at the farm, what will that do? Well, that'll mm. free up uh, our downtown program dorm. So we have our same renewal program uh, downtown at the Rescue Mission as we do at Victory Acres for men who traditionally haven't been able to go to, to Victory Acres because of physical limitations, yeah. so on and so forth. If we can get those guys out of, at our Victory Acres location, we're really excited about opening up that dorm to be a reentry program for folks coming out of the DOC and the local jails uh, to give those men a fighting chance to have a Christ-centered uh, re-entry program to give them a spot to land and that they can get on this pathway out of poverty, you know, with Jesus uh, so that they can be able to move forward with their lives uh, outside of those prison walls. It's so exciting. We, we've already met with the IDOC officials. A uh, short little story about that is so cool. Uh, because I'm, I'm kind of a curious guy of having, having that kind of background myself. But I asked this uh, person, you know, you think the Illinois Department of, of Prisons wouldn't be uh, too excited about a Christian reentry program, but they are very excited about it. And I, yeah. and I asked the, one of the ladies, I said, why, why would you even be interested in partnering with Peoria Rescue and, and a Christ-centered program? And she looked at me. I don't know if she was a believer or not, uh, but she said, because your programs work. Yeah. Praise and it's the Lord. not our programs that work, but it's the one who yeah. is working the programs, right? <laughs> Jesus is the one working. And they know yep. that that is what is going to They're seeing it. They're seeing it uh, in, inside of the penitentiary. So we're really excited to be able to do yeah. that. We have a, a, a very a highly capable staff that's going to come along these guys and help them to, in the job readiness aspect to continue their Bible education, get them on their feet, and give them a place to stay, a landing spot. Yeah, so short story out of that is we're going to expand the Victory Acres mm-hmm. facility to be able to have our all of our men's renewal program housed out there. Yes. And that will open up space downtown for a prison reentry yes. program. and. The other person, the other partner we want to shout out to is Berean, Berean Prison, prison Ministry. Ministry. Yeah. We we love partnering with them because they're in the prisons. We don't do direct prison ministry mm-hmm. ourselves, but we partner with Berean who does, and they're they're making connection with these guys that are that are coming to know Christ. They mm-hmm. want life change when they get out. Where do they go? Well, now we'll have a place right. available. Yeah, it's so pretty exciting. Pray stuff. along with us. Um, because we're going to be talking about that at Hope Rising. And if you don't know what Hope Rising is, man, on November 6th at Bethany Baptist Church, got to come to Hope Rising. It is going to be an awesome night. We have great food from local restaurants. You're going to hear amazing stories like you've heard a little bit about, but amazing stories of God at work in the lives of men and women at Peoria Rescue Ministries. You're going to hear a little bit about this. uh, You'll hear about this Uh, vision and expansion of Victory Acres, but you're also going to hear a big news announcement that is, oh no, I can't tell you. Whoa, don't. Oh yeah, sorry. But if you come, you can hear about it. If you come to Hope Rising, you'll hear the big announcement about what's next. It'll be exciting, friends. You don't want to miss it. So friends, thank you so much 
for being a part of our PRM podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope we've shared some incredibly meaningful content with you that'll bring just a little bit more clarity to what poverty really looks like and what some of the causes are of poverty. And oh, by the way, I can't go without talking about Hope Rising just one more time with you this week. You can go to PeoriaRescue.org to sign up and get tickets, or you can call 309-676-6416 and ask for Dan or Sheila, and we'll be happy to get you all set up.